1: Welcome to the Junk Time a Podcast for round 12, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name's Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who has been very disappointed by the mid-season draft.
0: It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers, as we pretty much reach the halfway point mm. of the season. I sit here dejected, uh, once again, Junk Timers. Um, so Wednesday night, obviously the mid-season draft, uh, I sat down with uh, Mum and Dad yep. and for i don't know what would it be the um, uh, 31st time in a row mm-hmm. my name was not called out at the draft table and i'll tell you what michael i'm thinking of pulling the pin
1: i i, I want to kind of stop you there like i know after 31 rejections i mean if there's Mate. anyone if anyone knows about being rejected it's mm. you adam rosenbucks but the thing i like about you even it's 31 times in a row mm. annually yeah. And not even like an apology, not even a little, you know, a little, okay, we'll get to you next year. Oh, we were just going to pick you up. But
0: you you get radio silence from the clubs. None, none of them got in contact with me. How no. disgusting is that? Out of 18 clubs, not one gives me a phone call to let me know I'm not being picked up. Yep, sure.
1: You wore your best Ed Hardy t-shirt in case the camera Mate. showed up on the front steps at mum and dad's. And, you know, you had to kind of give a, you give a speech. And it would have been a nice little speech to give to be on camera and not have mm. to be like running from the cameras or holding your jacket <laughs> over your face. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> You know, I was ready to wear an ill-fitting polo. Mm-hmm. I had I was I had I bought all 18 in case they wanted to do across to me yep. on Fox Footy. Turns yep. out uh wasn't broadcast on Fox Footy, but that's not the point. So, if anyone needs uh, team polo, I have all 18 uh, ready for sale. But I reckon I've given up.
1: I reckon no, no. I reckon you keep going. I reckon you kept mm. going because I have been I've been monitoring your KPIs KPIs over the year. And Thank um you. and they then Look, not improving, but not getting Mm. drastically bad.
0: You haven't fallen off a cliff, okay? Can I just say, and I I would put there, you know, there's sometimes you think like, oh, maybe I'm average at, you know, kicking left foot, Mm. right foot, all that kind of stuff. But my snipes per game are elite and have been ever since I was a junior. Uh Like my ability... When someone's on the bottom of a pack to just fucking give a little bit of rabbit punch (laughs) into the back of the head, there is no one else going around. And I, you know what the good thing that I do, Michael, is uh, when I practice, I make sure that I have at least 400 cameras set up around any suburban footy ground that I practice on. Very Uh expensive Uh way to go about it. And if you can see me hitting someone on that field with that amount of CCTV coverage – you won't see it, mate. I'm a fucking magician. I was about to say that. Like, your your sleight of hand is
1: amazing. Like, mm. you kind of go in, you rake the eyes, the player immediately <laughs> appears, rake my eye, umpire goes, get up, stop faking, I didn't see yeah. anything. Just another
0: one uh, in your little kit bag there. I mean, I look at someone like Dane Zorka and I go, what are you doing, mate? You can fucking see that from one camera angle. I've got 12 trained on me. You don't even know. It looks like I've got my hands in my pockets. You are so good
1: at it. Like you do the Toby Green bumping the umpire from behind, right? Or just walking past him. The umpire Mm. doesn't even see it himself. He feels something and he goes, what was that?
0: But you're gone already. (laughs) (laughs) That's how good you are. I'm out of there, yeah. No one else has... um Electrified their boots so their studs are like jiggers. So uh-huh. when you go up and just touch them against someone's calf, yep. they can't play out the rest of the game. No one else has that ability.
1: And I tell you what, mate, your hand skills are extraordinary. There's no Thank one. You. There's no one mate. who takes a takes a brown paper bag under the table better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to talk about my elite uh, squirrel gripping. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I, but that, no, that
1: thats one thing I admire about you. You can take a brown mm. paper bag and do a squirrel mm. grip, in left hand, right hand. No one knows. We got yeah.
0: wh- wh- what size? What size is best side? Mate, I, you can't tell whether I'm uh, whether I favour the left testicle or the right testicle. I am ambidextrous when it comes to grabbing a man's testicles,
1: dude. You'll be on their right and you'll grab
0: their left, and you go, mate, that kind of that kind of reach. You know, you can't buy that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that you don't see that on Fox Footy in the, in the lab you know the number of reach arounds per game <laughs> You know actually watching
1: a, a clip this week I I've, well I do I do you know commiserate with you um because I I don't know if you know this but I'm your player manager I'm your agent <laughs> Okay
0: yeah. okay that actually, explains a lot right?
1: Now I feel like I might be part of the problem by the fact I do send a lot of letters <laughs> to clubs demanding yeah. a lot of yeah. things before we get to that stage Um but uh, I saw a clip on uh, Twitter today, and it was just a compile of, like, Gary Ablett being a, I think the term was a dog, dog act, I think. And it was a oh. compile of about 10 or 15. I was like, yeah, like, that's fucked up, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that he did.
0: I know it was the he time, loved an el- it was the era. He loved, but he loved an elbow more than you yeah. ever thought about yeah. with Gary Ablett.
1: There was a whole bunch of... Um, Okay, this is senior by the way. Yeah, no, sorry. Junior, yeah, I mean, but we have repeatedly said that junior was the biggest sniper. So, like father, yep. like son, I suppose. Actually, mm-hmm. probably maybe that's maybe maybe junior taught it to senior. Um, <laughs> he's three. He's like, Dad, that's not how you do it. Fucking hell, elbow to the, the head. Um, but um, uh, he did uh, well. At least from this clip, he did like a lot of you're going to mark the ball five meters in the clear, and I'm just yeah. going to take you out. Full speed.
0: From behind and yeah. crunching yeah. the <laughs> spine.
1: <laughs> but, hey, you know, different time, Adam, different time.
0: Yeah, it was a bit more fun. So what, what was your take on the uh, AFL mid-season draft, which did happen uh, last Wednesday night? There was only 13 of a possible – well, 15 teams had picks or uh, were eligible to have picks because basically you have to have someone on the long-term injury yep. list or someone must have retired yep. before the end of the season. GWS were on there twice – And didn't pick at all. So there was only 13 players taken.
1: I did like the um, social media clips of, um, you know, the young players kind of getting told by their... I saw a couple of them, they were at training and um, their team got around them as the team should.
0: Well, say they should. Initially, the team should get around them and just be like, hey you fucking shout because you are just on an AFL contract I was about right to
1: now. say, yeah. Hey, mate, uh, you just became, uh, like, I imagine you're on a rookie contract. You just mm. became about 90, 100 grand richer immediately. Uh, we're not paying for dinner at the pub after training.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk that it's kind of a little bit of a waste of mid-season draft. It doesn't really, there's not that many players that have kicked on. I suppose uh, Marley, Marlon Pickett is yeah, the yeah. big one. John Noble... John Newcombe and Hawthorne have kicked on. So there's been a few that have done okay. But in terms of, you know, how many players get taken, not a lot of them seem to stay on the list and are able to, you know, carve out a career. So they want to try and, you know, there's all the talk about mid-season trading. Trade. Yeah, well,
1: let me have a run past you, like and question without notice. But Do you think maybe the mid-season draft, uh, well, it can be two things. It can be like, okay, we had an eye on this player for a while. Uh, we were a bit unsure about him. He's had a good first year in the VFL, maybe. Okay, yep. let's roll the dice. Or is it maybe, okay, we've had two ruckmen go down. We know this bloke can at least, you know, hold a ball. Let's, you know, a bit of role-playing kind of stuff and go, we're not going to keep him for five years, but he can at least oh, fill Oh, so you
0: just get them for the rest of that season? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know the detail. Do you immediately need to sign them on for like that two-year deal like they do in the draft? Or, uh, or can you just kind of be like, okay, you fill a role, and then, you know, thank you for your help.
0: So maybe the mid-season trading should be, right? So, okay, so they want, they want equalization in the AFL, and you mm-hmm. get that. So at the start of the season, each team lists their top three players, mm-hmm. right? And then when you get to the mid-season draft, like, say, at the moment, West Coast Eagles, they start at Collingwood. And they get to pick whoever they want out of Collingwood's top three. Well,
1: that's what I was about to say. Like, I thought you were going to go, like, the the, the top three are off the books.
0: I'm like, no, no. What's more No, fun? no, no. Yeah, oh, what's more no, fun? Completely. The reason that you got to number one yeah. is the reason it's going to cost you. Yeah,
1: a team flying, like, they, you know, well, Collingwood are 11 and 1. They're basically flying.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you just go, okay, I'm
1: going to take... Uh, your best player, and then uh, yep. Team 17 comes along and goes, okay, I'm going to take your second best player. <laughs> and they No, kinda...
0: see, so, see, 17 would take uh, Port Adelaide's, I would say, so it's more closer to equal. Oh, so you okay. only get one, but but that, not to say that Collingwood can't then, after all that's said and done, they still get a pick and they get to pick the best of the West, Go- West Coast Eagles lineup.
1: Okay, gotcha. So that guy um, who's on crutches uh, in an Iron Lung... Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh in a in a wing it off. No, hospital. but they've
0: nominated him at the start of the season, so you can't get out of it then.
1: Okay, yep, sure. No, it's working out well. Um I actually am not offended by mid year trading. Like I I yeah, I mean you're you're a bit more of an American fan. You were saying NFL do it, but also NFL just like they don't care. So they It's
0: a free for all no one there's no loyalty to any yep. clubs. Uh teams just move to try and help, you know, win a flag. But okay, so if you're okay with uh say mid season trading, so say Jordan DeGoey Um, say he wasn't um, suspended, he popped his shoulder and is out for three months. Uh Do you think it's right that they could potentially pick up, like, um, say, Luke Davies Uniac from North Melbourne? Like Collingwood could have access. And they go, we'll give you, you know, the the first round draft picks to cover it. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a freebie. Mm -hmm. But North basically make a top team even stronger. Okay.
1: So they go... um and I imagine the law would be that the North Pole would be like, well, I'm walking into pretty much a Premiership favourite team. Yeah, 100. percent So there. he's happy to go mid-season. I yeah. can snag one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what are the arguments of like about restraint of trade and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, they're on contracts, I suppose. Um, uh, but I actually, I don't know. I don't know. mean you're not. I mean, in reality, we're not going to be dealing with the big, the big, the big cheeses unless they've had massive falling outs with the club and they can't. They don't want to wait till the end of the year. Yeah. But I don't mind. I don't actually don't really mind it. But having said that, I don't know
0: what I'm fucking talking about. So <laughs> people could set me straight very easily if they need be. I I don't I don't like it. I do like the one thing that I love about AFL is I love the loyalty that you get um, with a player who wants to play for one team unless he can get a shit ton more money at a better at another team and you know moves because he wants to improve his life. I e Tom Lynch, well, Dion Prestia. Um. Actually, I find it interesting, actually. Like, um, if I hark my mind back to
1: Russell Green, Hawthorne and St Kilda legend. Yep. So, this is back in the day. I think they were being cleared to clubs at the time. So, I think it was another, another player went to Hawthorne along with Russell Green, I think. And then maybe one went to St Kilda. I'm not totally sure. But it was so kind of quick that, if I remember correctly, Russell Green, as a Hawthorne player, showed up to the Hawthorne game. An opposition player saw him and said, Oh no, dude, you rocked up to the wrong ground. Like, you know, St. Kilda's playing at Moravan today. Like, it was that kind of quicker oh, transition. wow. Yeah, that was kind of that quicker transition. And so I'm trying to Is look at. Like, clearance? How how was that allowed back then? And it, wasn't it Silvio Faschini? Faschini. Yeah, yes, went to in court in 82 to get a or clearance? 83. Didn't he go from like Essendon to South or maybe South to Essendon or something? Or maybe, I don't know. I, Yeah, I
0: think you might be right. And also, didn't he go, it was a restraint of trade to not allow him to do that? Maybe, maybe.
1: It's a little little segment on junk time called um, Michael and Adam, um, remember history poorly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
0: tell you what I would love. I'd love a mid-season trading with coaching.
1: Oh, dude. Awesome. Awesome. And then, well... Well, there'd be a few few left out in the dark then. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I was going to say. I was going to say it's hard for people. Some <laughs> some coaches may not end up with landing spots. Yeah, but if yeah. I, if say, right now, if Carlton could give up next year's first round draft pick uh-huh. and then like a player, yeah, and yeah. we got say Craig McRae, yep. into the club, yep. I reckon I would be quite happy with that. Yeah.
1: Sure. Uh, so you are? Uh, are you concerned, Adam? Are
0: the Are the wheels off? Are the
1: wheels off for Carlton? You start out Mate, with the such the wheels hope. are off. it's yeah, such hope. Mate, we're
0: we're on fire like a fucking Tesla. Now
1: you got that board kind of kerfuffle, our board member quit, they had an argument. Um you know, there's one guy who's the former CEO of a company that was fucking <laughs> 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 uh, someone's talking to me Oh no, I won't get into that. But um
0: <laughs> Um but uh Mate, you tell me you tell me two hundred things that PWC <laughs> have done wrong. Exactly. <laughs> You can't. So leave that. You know what? Him being from PwC and then landing at Carlton is yeah, nothing sure. more perfect. There's nothing more perfect than anything I've ever heard.
1: Well, I tell you what, PwC would have been set straight if the person they did offer that um, partnership to actually took the yep. job it would have been above
0: board. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Jordan De and the West Coast Eagles. So, did you see the West Coast Eagles? So, Jordan De Goey. Uh, Ironed out Elijah Hewitt, rookie mm-hmm. uh, for the Eagles, and he's probably facing, you would imagine, probably four weeks. Three to four, I yeah. I think. Yeah. But the uh, West Coast Eagles have had to apologise because they put up on their Instagram, they put the hit up, and they wrote underneath it, the caption was, straight to the tribunal.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Now- and so they've had to come out and say, hey, sorry, you know, we our social media team needs to be better. Now, I want to know why. Like... They're just having a bit of a go. It's fucking absolute truth. Yeah, John Dom sure. Sheed came out and said that Dugowie should have one or two months off. Yeah. So he's fucking lost his mind.
1: Um, so that was way before actually he went straight. Was that like during the game?
0: Uh, yeah, if not during the game, then straight after. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure.
1: Can I – I don't know. Is this a controversial take? I um. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, for all – I mean, maybe it's Collingwood, maybe it's Dugowie – the media like that kind of stuff. But I don't understand, yeah. quite understand the brouhaha over a hit like this when I kinda go I mean it wasn't like a um, Cozy Pickett where he like you know, was a human dart. Like and I watched the footage a few times and he
0: he jumps very
1: he's off his feet very light. He
0: does leave the ground and he does get you've softened, Michael. The old Michael would have said that to go he didn't go hard enough.
1: I uh I actually kind of – I'm surprised – well, I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm surprised by the kerfuffle about it all because I just – I generally don't think it's like, you know, a hanging crime.
0: No, it, like uh, Nathan Buckley's kind of pushed it. It was a bit more of a football action. It maybe – obviously got him high, but it wasn't um, it wasn't malice or anything like yep. – uh, malicious, sorry, or anything like that. But the one thing that I reckon Collingwood would worry about is do you want – Jordan degoey with five weeks on his hands. <laughs> on his hands? <laughs> like, you know, we've seen what the guy can do in 10 days in Yeah, sure, in sure, Bali. sure. sure. So he gets suspended. Uh, mm. he immediately,
1: he walks out of the tribunal. Um, <laughs> he's already got um, the Webjet app open on his yeah. phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate. Already open, mate. He's already booked his flights. He knows that he's getting four weeks off plus plus the buy, yeah. so it is going to be an extra week. And for he's him. there
1: going, okay, okay. How do I tell Craig McRae I'm going to Bali? Okay, okay. So I said my my aunt passed away. I had to go to a funeral for her in Bali. Yeah. My um, yeah. um, grandma. Okay. Um, okay. I've got to work through my friend who who have I made up has passed away, so I can go to a funeral in Bali.
0: Well, see, I would say though, like. And by Bali's the way, coach, you know, don't
1: feel bad if I like call you you know crazy at three in the morning parley time <laughs> by the fact that yeah yeah they're they're very traditional ceremonies we you know yeah. we take them very serious they're spiritual and we might yeah. say some stuff like i'm off my head with yeah. grief with grief with grief with yes. grief."
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm, I'm Pinging. I'm pinging here with <laughs> with this sadness. I'm pinging with sadness, yep. is what I mean. But see, with see, with five weeks though, this is like this is the party tour. Like he, this is this is Europe. You know, this is uh, yep. he's got himself a decent holiday. He doesn't need to go to Bali. This is like you know Mexico and the Caribbean. You it's, know, there's so much more he can see, and he will come Ibiza, back. i Ibiza, right? Then it would be better for him.
1: Yeah, definitely. Jump on the plane with Ibiza. I mean, didn't Timmy mm. Hardwick say in his speech, his retirement speech, that like Dusty said, go to Ibiza? Yep. And I reckon even Dusty was like, dude, I'm still playing. I'll fucking come with you. I'll come with you. I'll fly back. <laughs> I'll play. I'll come back
0: over again. Well, Damien Hardwick, he posted a photo of himself in a bar it's in, in uh, Denver, Denver yeah. on the weekend. So yeah. he's, he's watching the Tigers versus the Giants. So he can you imagine him when he gets, so he gets to the States? He's in the home of the uh, Aganja. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually wondered. He's over there. I actually
1: wondered what took him to Denver. Like, what what was the actual thing? And then it, Yeah, of course. Obviously, it just dawned on me. Like, they were one of the first to legalize it, weren't they? And so, yeah, Denver's like,
0: bloody hell, I'm that's a
1: fucking sick and tired of this fucking medicinal shit that you got to, you know, <laughs> put, put a drop under your tongue. You know, you yeah. get to do like that once, you know, three yeah. times a day. I am going to go to the US. And I'm going to say, fuck everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Give me all the brownie shit, please.
1: Because actually he's got enough money, too. He gets to walk into a shop and go, um, I'll, I'll have that. And I'll be like, oh, just that, that bag. He's like, no, no, no.
0: Like, that is in the whole shop. All of that, <laughs> yeah. Give, give it to me all... And I'll see you in a week. (laughs) Can you imagine? So he he lands in Denver and, you know, he tweeted last week himself watching the uh, Port Adelaide-Richmond game. He had a beer open at 10.07 in the morning when he tweeted it. He – can you imagine him sitting there, you know, he's had the beer at 10 in the morning, he's over in Denver now on the gunge, Mm. and how he would have just been going, why the fuck did I stick it out for this long?
1: Dude, dude, I think the relief when you actually admit to yourself like it's over or – not not, not you're over, but like, I can't do this anymore. The the relief yes. over here. Even I remember years ago, like there was a show, I think it was working on before the game and a coach had got sacked and they'd been under the pump for like a month. Like, you know, that kind of, yeah. that hounding, like that just absolute yes, hounding yes. in those final weeks. And when he actually got the tap on the shoulder and they said, yeah, we can't go on. Like he just said, just the idea, I could just go home and just not think about, game plans or watch tape or just like fucking live like a fucking normal human you know just like dude it would
0: be fucking delightful he would just be reveling in it and you know he gets to watch the game on the weekend the Tigers win by a goal you know Pickett kicks the goal late and he's just sitting there baked off his head in a bar in Denver just fucking loving it
1: fucking watching like uh, half baked
0: (laughs) And telling everyone in the bar, mate. I used to coach that team, and they're like, Yeah, yeah. Fuck, and that guy's blazed yeah, whatever, everybody. Mate. yeah. Good on you, good on <laughs> your sure Bob you, Bob Marley.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, reefer madness. <laughs> no, seriously, I got like three premiers, I've won three Super Bowls with that team. Yeah, whatever, mate. Okay, yeah, it's for your glaucoma, mate. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> enjoy your brownie, buddy. <laughs> Uh, all right. Before we get to the footballers in real life, there were some uh, fantastic efforts on the weekend. I Want to give a big shout out to North Melbourne, who ran Essendon within an inch of their life, yeah. and they've gone actually quite well since Rats has sort of taken over from Clarko. But I reckon the big one, uh, the Gold Coast Suns. So they are sitting, they're kind of equal eighth on six wins. Mm. They've had a huge win this week. They had a huge win last week. Both of them in Darwin. They've made it a fortress. Michael, is this the year we see the Gold Coast Suns in the finals? Oh, that is a very good question.
1: Adam Rose Marks. Mm. No, you fucking idiots. The Gold Coast Suns. footballers in real life? Yeah, hit me. From Christopher. G'day, guys. Uh, Back in December, a few mates and I went on a night out in Richmond. You know what they're gonna have? They're gonna they're gonna have a few froths, eh? A few froths, eh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, why wouldn't you, mate? Hey, they walk past kind of dimming, kind going, "Hey, man, peace and love, peace and love." Man. <laughs> went out for a night in Richmond after grabbing drinks and making our way to the dance floor. I noticed a familiar face of Matt Kennedy walked past me. Uh, we went a little further and met, uh, and were met by a few giants towering over everyone. With his back, uh, with his back to me, was Harry McKay. McKay. Uh, in front of him was Tom Deconing and to my right was none other than the current Berlin medalist Patrick Cripps. There you go. Uh, also present were Patty da- this is a Trevor Trove uh, Nick oh. Newman Alice Murkoff and I believe Sam Durden. As a lifelong bluebagger, I was quite awestruck at what was ha- I was experiencing. My mates and I thought it must have been Crippers Bucks as he got married a couple of weeks later. Oh. Okay, putting well, the there you go. putting the digits together. Uh, the night was yeah. capped off when I got a high five from a quite intoxicated uh, <laughs> TDK. plus Kennedy having a quite intense conversation with Cripper. Oh, okay. Well,
0: there you go.
1: I'm reading a bit of Trouble in Paradise. Like maybe he's a bit like, yeah. mate, mate. It's a long. It's a big commitment, mate. Are you ready? Yeah.
0: Ha- Harry Mackay went to walk to the toilets and just completely <laughs> missed it. Ended up in the beer garden. <laughs>
1: um, from Liam. Uh, we were getting breakfast at a bakery in Sandringham, and I found myself to be in the line behind St Kilda, Adelaide, and North Legend Tom Lynch, who was frantically trying to handle three kids under probably eight years old. Oh yeah, need oh a lot God. of hands. Kind of got a wrangle. You got a wrangle. Uh, clearly, cool. his wife had left him in charge of school lunches, hence he was at the bakery instead of making lunch at home. Uh, much to my amusement, his youngster was eating a nectarine and then proceeded to drop it on the floor. I watched it as it rolled under the counter to the devastation <laughs> of the. D- oh no. Uh, and tears soon followed. Uh, Tom turned to me and said, "When it rains, it pours." As the father of three myself, I understood his pain. He then said, "Come, kid. Come on, kids. Let's go." And he hustled the little whippersnappers out of the bakery and into the car.
0: I mean, three kids under eight. What the fuck are you thinking? Oh. I suppose you get it all out of the way, but God damn, that would be incredibly ridiculous. Oh, dude,
1: oh, three under eight would be, I mean, we're speaking as two um, childless people. um, but, yes. um uh, they were very happy. But I own a lot of basements. And, but the, um, <laughs> the three under eight is like, people would be mocking you right now. Like, they'd be going yeah. like, dude, and, I own three, like under sure. one and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think it's easy? No, no, like I'm not. I'm just saying, like you know, three under eight is like okay, Doable. but like well, no, no, no yeah, I'm not even putting anything. I'm saying that's the kids are always greener on the other side. I don't know what that means. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, rolling on a thing. Yeah, fuck man. I haven't had that kind of nectarine roll. I haven't had that kind of devastation. A friend of mine last year very kindly bought me like the the good earbuds, like the expensive ones. Like the three hundred bucks ones as a gift, yeah. And I, yep. I don't think AirPods. I, told, I don't think I've told them this, but like the heartbreak when um, they were really good, and um, one of them fell off uh, and rolled under the fridge at a bottle shop, and I was like, I just got to leave that man behind. I can't. I can't. I'm not
0: really. You didn't ask him to get like a ruler or something to tap it back no, out. No, we
1: tried that. We tried that, but then after about a minute, okay. I was like, I'm not going to be on my hands and knees yep. looking under yep. a fridge at a bottle shop. Trying to find something, yeah. Uh, From Tim. I was recently flying from Brisbane to Melbourne on a Thursday and popped into the Virgin Lounge. Yes, I'm doing moderately well. So too, it seems, the Lions. An already busy lounge, the Lions team arrived, fanned out in what appeared to be a premeditated pattern and descended upon the buffet. It was like witnessing a 10-year-old's party at a sizzler steak and salad bar. That is audible enthusiasm, poor plate management and (laughs)
0: reckless portion control. Love it.
1: Now, do you get to the Virgin Land much at all? Like, what kind of stuff do they offer? Do you know?
0: Uh, So, the last time I was in the lounge, it was uh, on the way to Gather Round and it was kind of the breakfast time. So, it was just sort of more like cold cuts and things like that. Like, I don't remember it being like the good old days where there were meals that you could just... Slop around.
1: You know what? If I actually look forward on the next line, it tells us what they get. Okay. Uh, as it was between main meals, the choice was limited to pre-made sandwiches, cheese, crackers and fruit. Uh, yeah, the yeah. team seemed to prefer, prefer the sandwiches. As a father of young boys, I took some pleasure in watching their enthusiastic enthusiastic appetites and excited chatter. As a Blues fan, I felt some resentment towards their appearance of general general upward mobility. A very attractive woman from the Brisbane entourage was sitting close to Charlie Cameron, who was also very attractive at close range. I imagine I could feel some
0: frisson, fr- uh, frisson, 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 frisson from several meters away.
1: Uh, Joe Danaher appeared surprisingly skinny. Ah, You could almost say feeble. Huh? Uh... <laughs> well, he hadn't had his fucking sandwiches yet, had he? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, uh, when they all up time. and left, uh, there were a lot of half-eaten plates of food and half-finished drinks. Uh, two days later, they beat North by 75 points. No role for the story, I guess. You know what like I reckon, tip. though? Like, I reckon if they're on a trip and they get a bit of a moment to kind of gorge, uh, you yeah. know, like a teenage boy kind of thing, go to the fridge, just fill your he- fill your head. I reckon what's what footballers would be like. They're like, I'm just going to get it all in, and then we go from there.
0: Yeah, but do you reckon like every time, like Brisbane would fly week in, week out, you know? So every second week, do you reckon they're just going, oh, fuck, yeah, party time in the Virgin Land. Yep. Surely, if you're a Lockie Neil, you've done it that many times. You played in Freo, you played for Brisbane. You're always on the road. Oh, yeah. Do you need another singer?
1: Well, he'd be the kind of guy who'd be like, you know, just kind of, um, you know, weighing his food and stuff like that. But I reckon the younger blokes yeah. just be like, you know. Oh, mate. See ya. see See food. We'll eat food. Yeah. yeah. Um, from Michael. Uh, Riding in from the land of, sacred foo- of the Sacred Footbridge. I've had a few footballer, or in brackets, footballer adjacent sightings in real life during my time listening to your podcast such as seeing crows coach matthew Nix carrying a newton's newton's cradle in the mall
0: newton's cradle can you just assume it's some sort of baby capsule type thing
1: do you want to google that while i read in the mall i mean what more we can't think of any more can we Uh, or Eric Hippard going for a stroll through the city the day before an away game. But none of these seem worthy of submitting to your award-winning segment of their own. After our recent discussion about f- football players on flights, I realised that I do have a story perhaps worthy of contributing. Uh, I've ended up on a few flights with the Port team in recent years and can confirm the rocks and key position players are often given the emergency exit seats. Very interesting. Uh, though this particular football in real life is from the dusty archives of the, late 1990, of the late 90s, more specifically around September 1998. I was 10 years old at the time, coming home from a family trip to Malaysia, obliged to say we were doing very well for ourselves when adjusted for inflation. <laughs> While killing time in Kuala Lumpur Airport, I spotted what looked to be the entire Port Adelaide squad, presumably on their way home from an end-of-season trip. Despite being a port fan, I decided against approaching them, as I would have been—I would have had very little of interest to say to a group of grown men. And I'm sure they appreciated not being asked about what their favorite Pokemon was, or whether they thought the Undertaker or Kane were really brothers. Well, I mean, they're not brothers in. Real life, obviously. Continue on. Uh, on, However, as we headed through the concourse to our gate, I spotted an Australian passport on the floor. When I picked it up, I noticed it belonged to none other than 1993 Brownlow medalist and then Port Captain Gavin Wanganine. Holy fuck. So I threw the the passport (laughs) in the garbage and he was locked in jail. No, the playing group was about 100 metres ahead of us. So I quickly ran up to him located gavin and gave him his passport after he thanked me i'm pretty sure i just shyly ran back to my family without saying anymore i have no idea what he must have thought about the whole thing or what would have happened to him at border security had i not found and returned his passport the players ended up being on the same malaysia airlines flight home as us hopefully enjoying the laggy nintendo emulators built into the personal headrest tvs with a suitcase full of pirate movies and counterfeit <laughs> soccer tops.
0: Like I said, doing very well for ourselves. What a fucking story. Thank you, Michael. And a Newton's Cradle is one of those, you know, those ball clacking things that you hit one oh, end a bit and of then a the ball clacks thing. at the other one? No way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Finally,
1: someone bringing a bit of culture to <laughs> Rundle Mall.
0: Absolutely, so good to see the Port Adelaide players I don't know if I've ever told this on the, I, don't, I think I'd forgotten about it I ran into the Port Adelaide players in Kosamui, I reckon On their end of season trip in about October, I'm going to say 2008 Okay And I just ran into them at a bar and I was like, I saw Chad Corns and was like, oh, you know, I work on before the game I know who you are and stuff And then just hung around and had drinks with those boys for the night.
1: Dude, you've had a couple of encounters with um footballers overseas.
0: Yes, we can't talk about the other one. No, 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 no I'm not going to
1: bring up the other one, but like, fuck man, like you kind of, it's kind of like your calling card, like you kind of bump into. Man.
0: You know what, I think that's the virtue of, uh, because I work in the football season, so my your getaway season time. yeah, coincides with theirs.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, your Mad Monday is more <laughs> one person <laughs> as opposed to, yes. you know, 45 yeah, yeah. people in dress ups and driving yeah, it's
0: you just know. me <laughs> me betting, uh, betting on the animated greyhounds <laughs> dressed uh, dressed in a clown outfit for no and reason yeah, and
1: weirdly it's just a weird quirk of the calendar but like your birthday falls on every mad monday when you got like a cupcake <laughs> with one candle and a TRB going yeah. happy birthday <laughs> to me hey yeah we're gonna hit the road we are junk time off a of at gmail twitter facebook and the gram your hooks
0: ah oh, fuck yeah.